Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Ready? I'm ready. Ready. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm way too far from the microphone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You so are. All right, here, we should move it over a little bit. Ready? Sound of microphone moving. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rin. <laughs> and we're here today with our wonderful friend, Carissa. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm so well. Yeah. So happy to be here. I've been loving your podcast. And oh, great. Anytime I'm not with you, meaning because we leave, lead busy lives, sure. and we're traveling, and we're doing these things, and we can't get together, I just tune into your podcast so I can hear what's going on with you, but also hear your voices. I'm yeah. Like, your check is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being one of our yeah, endorsing sponsors just by telling people that you listen. I love that. The um the embarrassing part about that is that we live like a half mile from each other. Ridiculously yeah. close. Yeah. Like you walked here today. Right. Yeah. I met you with Aubie halfway to our house on a walk. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Um we are here now. You are. Yes. We'll do better in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. Um, well, so we're sitting here. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see we've got a little bit of a tablescape in front of us. Mm. Some wonderful things. We've got um, a paleo donut from my friend Lainey at Honey Palette. Mm. That's a donuts. little far. It's a little okay. far. Oops. <laughs> I know. That's going to come. That's going to be coming over, over right here. That is my girl that's right gone, there. Perfect. That needs to go right. Okay, there we go. Yes. And then we also have, I put, so we have some Miyoko's vegan cheese, but we also have some things, we can't, we couldn't decide what it's called. It's not biomimicry, but it's something like that where like, you know, you eat walnuts and they're good for your brain. They also look like a brain. Mm -hmm. um, I've got some figs out here that are good for my... Testicles. Yeah, we didn't even practice that. It worked out perfectly. I mean, can I? Can I just? You can please chew mean, one of my dry scrotums. But look, yeah. I've I mean, never noticed that. They totally and now do, right? I won't. I can't not notice that. Exactly. Now. That's we all were you'll we were just know. at the Everett um, Spa, the Everett like uh, what's it called? Everett House. Everett House, the Everett mm. Healing House, which is a clothing optional bathing experience, oh, and nice. there was lots of shriveled nuts all around it. Yeah. Yeah. The edible kind? I mean, aren't all, they're all edible, right? On some level. Whether or not you're consuming them, I don't know. But, no. And then the other thing we have is salmon, which I don't know if it necessarily looks like a feminine part. Maybe it does. But uh -huh. it's very, very good for the uterus. Kind of looks like labia. Sure. Okay, I'll go with that. Okay. Well, it's yeah. also really good omega fats and so um, just good for hormonal health. Overall, I actually, um, just truth be told, was in um, the grocery store today and I looked up best food for female fertility. Aww. And the number one thing that kept coming up was salmon. Yeah, so, it's a good one. I you're right. So I should yeah. not be eating salmon right now, is what you're saying. I don't know. It depends <laughs> on how healthy you want your nethers to be. Yeah, I just don't want to have a baby. So. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah, be careful about that. Um, Carissa... Why don't you yeah. tell us something about yourself? We'd love to hear um, who you are, what you like to do, what you don't like to do, how many times a day you poop. You know, yeah, as much oh, as you like I to wish share. it was once a day. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so I am a, a professional speaker by trade and trainer. And I came to this out of honestly taking all of my careers that I've had and just turning around and teaching them. It's mm. one of those, I just need to get this information out mm. and I want people to know this stuff and I want to share it. And I like the forum of, of talking and speaking and teaching mm. people. Yeah. So 
two years ago, I decided to make it my profession. So I do that for work. I live here in Portland with my husband and son, who you both know. And uh, we love it here. Feel yeah. like Portland is our spiritual home in many ways. It's um, we were li- we were living in. I met. Mark, my husband, in New Hampshire, which is where we both grew up. I had moved back there from L.A. actually to be with another guy, but scandal. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was. It was as soon as I moved back. Yeah, knew immediately like I'd made the wrong decision wow. to come back to be with this guy, and I'm like, ah, okay. So broke it off with him. Was going to move. I was going to move to New York. I was thinking about Paris. I'm like, I got I got to get out and do an, another thing, have another chapter, and that chapter ended up being meeting my husband and and marrying him Mm. and we ended up staying in new hampshire uh ended up having our son in maine um but i bring up this story because uh we were visiting like we we lived there for a long time together but always talked every single night we went for a walk and we talked about where we were going to move to Hmm. i mean it was a daily conversation where are we gonna go like this this is not our place yeah yeah you guys know why not why didn't you feel like new hampshire was your or mate was it maine at the time we well it was new hampshire first and then of course we moved to maine had the same conversations (laughs) there Uh, a little less because at that point i was pregnant we had bought a house we you know then had sam so i would say we had less of those conversations because we were just bogged down with lots of other shit and Mm. but we started to have the conversations again totally but um the why is i think new england is beautiful and it is uh a calm and placid place in many respects but then the social environment is not it's super aggressive and it Mm. is um it's a bit not us in that way Mm -hmm. we just are we just were ready for a different vibe Mm. and i you know i went to school in southern california i lived in la and southern california for many years prior to moving back there and i was just already west coast Mm. i'm like i gotta be uh i gotta be in a different place Mm. we weren't thinking west coast we had gone and visited um copenhagen Mm. have you guys ever been to copenhagen i have not actually yeah Mm. i know it's it's (sighs) it's a place that i know i could live oh my god yes Um, we were like having that like how can we move here (laughs) conversation (laughs) like oh it's incredible um but when we were there we're like we need to live in a place like this. Yeah, totally. And when we came and visited Portland, after ha- actually moving from Maine to LA and then came up here and visited Portland, we were just like, this is it. This mm. is like our United States version of Domestic Copenhagen. Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, we got to make this happen. And yeah. luckily, the company I was working with at the time ended up um, being able, I ended up through my role being able to transfer up here. Yeah, so, really? like, yes. But a lot of it sounds like it was through work or it was just happenstance but it wasn't it was so Mm. much planning Mm -hmm. all of those conversations we had Mm. all of the whittling down of like what do we want how do we want to live yeah we and mark and i've always been that way together just very conscious of our choices Mm. not always making the best choices or decisions (laughs) don't get me wrong like that oh no lots of bad ones made but like thinking and making conscious choices and deciding like yeah. how we truly want to live and be in the world and we I like think, to I think this is why you guys why we get along so well as, mm-hmm. as couples is because I mean we so we did the same we were living in Boulder which is like 
a place that people aspire to live in. It, you know, yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we were like, mm, there's just something that's not for us here. And so we kind of like, I don't. Do we actually make a spreadsheet? We had a, 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 a head, ooh. a head. Yeah, sheet. we had like a like pros, <laughs> pros and cons. And cons. We were like yeah. Bay Area, Seattle, Portland, L.A., like all the different places. And we were like, and we kind of ticked off the different things. And, and Portland just ended up like it was all the things, kind of all was, the things. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? When we were choosing where to live within Portland too, we mm. also had a, a little list. It wasn't a huge list, right. but we were like, we want to have these five things right. in in our life. There, mm-hmm. we're like, we want to be able to walk. As, to as many places as possible. Mm. We want to be able to walk to the grocery store. So it was like walking in general, walking yeah. life, yep. and then walk to get groceries, mm-hmm. walk to a movie theater, walk to be able to get coffee, and then um, be close to a park playground because right. we have a, right. a kid. Yeah. And we did it. We we're like, check, 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 Hell, check, yeah. check. Got yeah. them all. So we were <laughs> super pumped. We were the same way because yeah. we when we lived in Boulder, we were living like where her school was. And it was beautiful. We had like this big piece of land and we had like, a in-ground pool in the backyard and like a six-acre park right out of the backside of our mm. fence. But you really couldn't walk to anything like business-wise. Like we're at the restaurants, we're like, meh. And so when I was like, when we move, I want to be like in the epicenter of everything. Mm, yes. And so I know our area crushes for that. I mean, oh, walkability for sure. is ridiculous. It's amazing. Yeah. And so and you guys tell us about so obviously our show, um, you know, every week we kind of we're talking about our like baby journey and all mm-hmm. the things that we're doing. And then the stories that we're telling on the show oftentimes have become about like the untold stories of women's health. And we just want to hear women's voices and their stories and the things that they want to talk about. And we oftentimes don't like we decided not to really do like a pre-interview for this show. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So on the topic of women's health and this of course relates back to my husband and son too, that I was just talking about. I, when I was, I'm going way, way, way back. Ooh, We're going way yes. back. Take us on a journey. Yeah. So when I was 16 years old. So at 16 years old, I had, I was a cheerleader. I had a cheerleading injury. I had a traumatic brain injury, Whoa. fractured skull, uh, massive. I lost my sense of smell. Mm. I hit the back of my head. So like the occipital lobe, that's what was fractured. Dang. And then. Was it a toss thing? It was a toss thing. No it shit. was a basket toss gone wrong. Whoa. Yes. I got thrown up. Okay. But oh, I was supposed to get thrown up and I didn't. I got thrown backwards. So <gasps> Wait, I got. into a basketball hoop? <laughs> no. They tried to dunk her. What's the basket? The basket. The basket should be catching me, oh. but it's supposed to be my fellow cheerleaders gotcha. basketing me. So you get you get two women are yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm standing on their arms. Oh, so that's I'm, the basket. They're crossed like this. Okay. I forget how they held themselves. <laughs> And I'm standing on their arms. Mm. They do a we all do a count. Yeah. They throw me up. Yeah. I go up in yeah. a pike, and then when I hit my peak, I I cradle my body. Okay. And like. Oh right, you like go tuck. Well, not a tuck like this. Oh, gotcha. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So then I come oh, back so down and uh-huh. land in their basket. Okay. Arms. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know anything. That's about how it's supposed to go. Or anything about. <laughs> Sports associated things, I guess. Yeah. I was like, I was like, did they throw you through the basket? I thought you were going like up through the basket. Yeah. That would have been sweet. That would have been a really good check. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so you so did not land in the basket. I did not get thrown up and or land in the basket. Oh I got thrown backwards. Mm. 
And so I got thrown backwards. And then um, one of the women was, you know, through her reflexes, was able to turn around and run back towards me. And she broke my fall a little bit mm. by kind of getting under me a little bit, but it was my legs. And so my head Ow. hit the ground. Oh. Where are we talking? What sport? It's, it's a basketball game. Okay. So did you hit the basketball court Yeah, floor? basketball court Ooh. floor. Oh it was at UNH, which is, you know, oh, University of New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, this is high school. This was like a playoff game. So we were playing in this huge gym in UN at UNH. And the whole place just went dead silent. Well, that's what people tell me. I went like into La La Land. Yeah. Like, endorphins rushing through Dang. my body. I did not lose consciousness, but um, I lost some time. People, there were moments that I don't remember that people were like, oh, we were talking to you. I'm like, I don't remember that. I just remember laying there and just being like in this blissed out like, what I would imagine, you know, if you like shot up heroin or something, and you're just like, eh, this feels amazing. And um, so anyway, through that experience or, and I had only gotten my period a year before i got it late. I was 15. And then uh, through that accident, I at least think it's attributed. Mm. My doctors did not think it was attributed, but um, I did. I lost my period. I never. Oh, really? Yeah. So then I started having to take progesterone mm. and um, their answer, Western doctor's answer for me, to just take progesterone mm -hmm. pills or shots and then you know was told when you want to get pregnant you'll just have to like go on a hormone treatment and then you'll be fine it's fine we can take care of this and I was just like okay like that right, doesn't but... seem like what I want for the rest of my life mm -hmm. uh, but then you know I turned 18 and I went on the pill anyway okay so I went on birth control pill and so that regulated me I mean I had a normal period because of that but I didn't want to be on the pill for that purpose. You know, of course, wanted to be protected, but I, I didn't want to be on it for that purpose. Yeah. So I, at 25 years old, decided I'm just going to go off it and mm. I'm going to try to make, make, make myself well. I yeah. need to fix this. And I had had periods of time that I went off the pill and never got the period back. So I had tested it out. And then mm. I was like, mm, with like, you know, hang my head <laughs> low and walk back to the clinic and get my pills. I'm, I'm like, back. It didn't go, yeah. <laughs> so um, at 25, I was living in San Francisco. And there was, a, I had a friend who was going to uh, acupuncture school there, mm -hmm. and he suggested that I go to his school and go to the clinic, okay. and I did. And I um, had an incredible appointment. It was my first time ever with a Chinese medical doctor in that, uh, in that experience of, as you know, the intake that was like almost two hours I think <laughs> of conversation I was just like why are you gonna like what is going on in here you actually want to know things and like maybe get to the root cause of what's exactly. going on exactly it felt so amazing to be able to talk tell my story and he, he he wanted to know everything yeah everything what i eat what i how i live yeah. all about the injury and everything going on in my life and so what was the old way that someone used to say it sweat and poop or something like that it was like how much do you sweat how much do you poop or like the you know it's like all the things eat and excrete mm -hmm. yes, like yes. what's so and it is so interesting it's jarring almost having come from like seeing western doctors your whole life mm -hmm. who see you for like eight minutes and they're like tell me exactly what's going on only what's going on right now mm -hmm. not anything else mm -hmm. and then i'll be out of the room in, in two minutes yeah. whereas like they're sitting with you for an hour and a half and they're like 
The who, fact that I had my injury had knocked out my olfactory senses. I hadn't, I had yeah, deadened my olfactory nuts. nerves. I couldn't smell. And the pituitary is right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, of course. are you sure this isn't affecting my period and like signaling down to my... so And they were like, yeah. no. <laughs> just blanket no it you Those don't have any connected. you don't have any problem with your pituitary i was like i don't know about this so um so the all sorts of questions that i had about my health mm. all sorts of connections that i had made were being not only supported but expanded mm-hmm. through having this acupuncture or not acupuncture appointment but the intake appointment and then I got on the regimen. So it was like cool. acupuncture, cupping, moxibustion, herbs. I got the decoction pot. And Delicious. I was like, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, they were the smelliest freaking <laughs> things you've ever. And my roommates were just delightful, <laughs> best girlfriends of mine because they, they tolerated it. And I'd be like cooking up this brew in the kitchen. I'm like, it's oh, for boy. me. Um, but the yeah, thing that something. was most significant for me beyond the medicine was mm. the food mm. okay because so i tell the doctor in like what i eat at i was a vegetarian at the time and i had mm. been a vegetarian for 10 years mm. and he's like you know what you i would recommend that you start eating meat mm. and i was like oh for the protein he's like no actually for the hormones mm. okay. you the animal hormones will stimulate your own mm. hormone production and i was mm. like Oh my God, this is, sh- I love this shit. Okay. <laughs> this is so cool. And, um, and he's like, you need to be eating an array of meats, not just, cause I was like, I occasionally I eat fish or poultry. And he's like, mm. no, you need to be eating all different kinds of meat. So I literally left that first appointment, went to a Chinese restaurant that was down the hill from me. Yeah. Ordered a beef broccoli dish, just awesome. sat by myself and just ate this beef broccoli. And the, <laughs> after I had a couple bites, I, it's like, I, it's like I went through this metamorphosis, <laughs> superwoman, like metamorphosis. I felt like these superpowers come out of my body. Wow. I was just like, ah, I like all of this energy, oh, I, yeah. literal visceral feeling That's like, amazing. came through my body. I was just like alert. Things looked clearer. Yeah. I felt this energy, like everything, uh, a weight almost lifted away yeah. from me. I lived in San Francisco, right? Yeah. So I had to walk up a hill to get back to my apartment. And I literally felt like I was floating up the hill. <laughs> doing I, wind sprints up the hill. Seriously. I, I was just like above the ground. Awesome. Up, and I was just like, oh my God, meat is amazing. <laughs> Your body was like, I know exactly what to do with yes. this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, all it's I like, was missing was meat and MSG. Yeah. <laughs> this is so great. Right. The broccoli may have had a little bit to do with it, but I, I think it was all the meat oh, and yeah. um yeah and then within two months i got my period back wow um, okay you know and it was so obviously it was a combination of all the medicine mm. and all of the the treatment um i call it all the medicine mm-hmm. right everything sure. i was doing was medicinal for me and so um it was that was it at that point i mean i i never uh, went back to vegetarianism because I, I know that's not right for my body, but I also entered into a whole new state of uh, relying on my own, own intuition and relying mm. on the intuition of other types of healers mm. and working with a lot of different other types of healers mm. from that point on. That's so cool. I mean, that's one of the things that I, when she started going to acupuncture school, what was so interesting, I'm a chef and went to culinary school and, you know, have a big background in food. And so 
you know, as she started talking about things, it was like, you know, it, it sounds so foreign, like literally and, and kind of and metaphorically. But it was like, oh, actually, this we're just talking about cinnamon. Or we're just mm-hmm. talking about, you know, like this is most of these things are food. And then the yeah. actual like and then, you know, acupuncture itself. It's like, oh, that's a point that I've actually felt has always been tender on me anyway. So you're just going to stimulate that with a needle. Mm-hmm. Like it's it all just makes so much sense rather than like, I you know, and, and again, like we never want to talk shit about Western medicine on the show because it's like we love it. We know that, you know, like all the things need to come together. Mm-hmm. But um, but like just taking like a, a random pill that like. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's getting at the root cause. Whereas, mm-hmm. like when it's you're talking about, like, oh, I ate my way into health, yeah, or I like you know kind of manipulated some of the things that I already kind of felt like were a little bit off, and you know put those in line, and then now I'm healthy yeah. again. Mm-hmm. It just well, makes so much sense. It's, to me. You know, I think the big difference is that a lot of other non-Western healing traditions yeah. are about balance. Mm, yeah, Balancing sure. the body that That's already right. has an innate sense of healing and already knows how to heal itself. Totally. So it's getting back to what giving your body what it needs mm-hmm. so that it can go and do its fucking job, right? right? Yeah, no doubt. Whereas I'm Western medicine uh, is like, it's just... Um, so forceful it's mm-hmm, like we are yeah. going to make your body do this thing right. mm-hmm. we're going to get rid of that stuff and right. then we're going to force it to do this thing and and to me that yeah. doesn't feel right well, it's like that well, classic joke like with the like my arm hurts when i do this with it and the doctor says well just don't do that with it <laughs> yeah. there's an inherent sort of individuation that happens within a lot of these um sort of non-western medicines right and i think it speaks to what you're talking about that we're looking to bring everybody into balance we're trusting that there's a, an innate wisdom that there's an mm-hmm. intuition in everyone's body and so this this pill isn't going to be right for you and me right we're very different people right Mm -hmm. and so we have to come up with a treatment plan for you and a treatment plan for me and trust that your body's going to know exactly what to do with that yes um and that that's really the beauty it's so much more intricate and personal and powerful in that respect yeah it's it's awesome i think western matters can be powerful in the forceful way but um it's other types of healing are so much more powerful in the holistic nature of Mm -hmm. it right Mm -hmm. yeah and if i have an appendix burst Mm -hmm. i want oh yeah i want an appendectomy man i don't want needles (laughs) (laughs) so um and sometimes i go there too i i've relied when mark met me you know he uh he's come a long way not that you know he was uninformed necessarily in all these things but less informed than I was and certainly wasn't necessarily practicing uh, the things that I was and I I mean I just I haven't taken pain pills you know Advil or you know like any type of pain medicine for as long as I can remember, mm, I, yeah. unless I had a head injury or, yeah. but it actually all began there going back to 16 mm. because I was, so I was determined at that point, or I knew at that point, knew I was going to be a doctor. So wow. I had, I was in a, but my biology to high school class, we dissected cats. Awesome. I fell in love with my cat in, in <laughs> the most scientific of ways. Sure, yeah. I was just like, this so is so rad. amazing. Wow. And so at that point, I'm like, I want to be a doctor. Mm, I want to wow. go through this whole thing. And that's the path I was on. Yeah. And But it, my head injury and being in ICU for the length of time that it was, something triggered Mm. and something hit me and you know I had become a vegetarian already I was already starting to question a lot of things um but you know 
I wasn't radicalized. I was just like questioning things. But when I got into the hospital, I don't know what came over me. I just questioned everything they did to me. I mm, was like, what is that pill? Uh -huh. And I made them tell me what it was, what wow. it did to me, what I, I, and, I, and then my last question was always like, do, is it necessary for my healing? Am I going to be like worse off? And they're like, no, you're just going to have diarrhea. I'm like, okay, I don't want it. Oh, and cool. I, wow, so I, and they, be an advocate for yourself at yeah, that age. Yes. That's and crazy. they would be like, okay. And would walk out the room and like, so there was a bunch of things that I didn't huh. take. And, and then, you know, but then I went back to my like life of with the blinders on where I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And, and so when I started uh, my pre-med program, I was still with the blinders on, but also having like other perspectives and yeah. expanding and questioning in other ways. And then it finally all came to head where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this what? Why am I pursuing this path when it's not even the path I'm living? Like, that is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. And that's, that's really funny. Well, I think what? it's like these parallel sure. paths, right? And then it finally all came together. Oh, of course. And <laughs> well, and I like the, I like the, um, like the nucleating point where you were like, I'm cutting apart a cat. I want to be a doctor. Because mm -hmm. I think I was cutting. I, we didn't do a cat, but we did a fetal pig. Ooh. And I was like... I want to be a professional eater. Yes. <laughs> or a like, butcher. Well, I was like, I want to eat this motherfucker right now. Like, there was so, the whole thing to me was, like, I did the butchery part of it was definitely a thing because I was like, ooh, I like the idea that this is like a sculpture that I can dissect and all those different things. But the, the main thing was I was hungry. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I want to be a professional. I want to get paid to eat. Oh, man. <laughs> early lessons, early triggers. Yeah, right, I love right, it. Yeah. I'm super curious about how you, as a 16-year-old, even knew that you could question a doctor. Oh, yeah. I don't... Be, you were empowered enough to, like, do it and then say no. Mm -hmm. Like I have no idea. My parents are not like this at all. They are not radical anyway. My dad's super... Uh, pragmatic by the well actually let me take that back <laughs> he questions authority a lot okay so yeah huh. not in this way i wouldn't say when it comes to medicine so much but he yeah i'll take that back he questions authority a ton so maybe i got some of that from him i think that um i don't really honestly know where it came from i like I said, I had already started questioning a lot of things. Like the reason I became a vegetarian is I read The Jungle. You know, Upton oh, Sinclair, yeah, sure, we yes. read that in high yes. school, right? Yeah. And that horrified me. And I was like, I Again, am made not. made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Sensing yeah. a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, who slaughtered me? Ground up bits. Like, yeah. I love it. I did. It made me hungry. Yeah. Um, so... The, the questioning had already begun. Mm. However, I did not go into that experience with any forethought because I didn't know what was going to happen, yeah. for one. And I don't know what prompted me, honestly. That's cool, and I, my parents aren't there. I mean, I'm in intensive care. It's over, you know, it's they're, they're on you. And I, and I had a brain injury, so I had to be woken up off, mm. uh, often and I had to sleep upright. And mm. so there's a lot of people in my business all the time and my parents weren't there the entire time so okay. i don't even know if they knew that i was doing they that yeah. yeah but um that's so it's really cool though because i mean i i don't know i mean i'm trying to i didn't really have i had injuries like you know stitches and things like that but uh and my mom was a nurse but I, you know i ultimately was like 
you know, the doctor would tell me to do something. I'd be like, oh, yeah, of, of course I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to eat Absolutely. all this broken glass. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. You're the doctor. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's only what recently. What brand of cigarette do you smoke? Yeah, I smoke perfect. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah, but that's, I mean, to be a woman, a 16-year-old woman, Ooh. and, like, be able to say, or 16-year-old girl, and then and, and say, like, no. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's awesome. So badass. So all of you kiddos out there that are listening, sorry about all the swear words. Um, but take this as a as a lesson stand in your truth be empowered right be empowered learn about you know i i think the my questioning of authority and our family's questioning of authority i think boils down to not a problem with authority but a trust within ourselves Mm -hmm. a trust of ourselves and our own knowing and and whether that knowing borders on intuition and Mm -hmm. that kind of knowing or our own self-knowledge and learning and you know that type of uh living it's just Mm. being able to rely on yourself more Mm -hmm. than just the Authority or yeah. expertise of mm. others. Learning from others, yes. I mean, I'm a lifelong totally. learner 100%. Mm. And I love, love, love learning from other people. Yeah. Uh, but I think with learning comes questioning. Yep, totally. And comes critique mm. and comes um, looking at things from different angles then, right? After you learn something rather mm. than just being like, Oh yeah, that's the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. When I always like the idea of passing it through your own personal filter, right? You know, like make sure that you're absorbing that information, but you're also like putting it in the right places for the way you compartmentalize things or the way that you interpret the world. Mm-hmm. And you didn't, you weren't being combative at that time. You were just exploring and questioning and really trying to figure out why would I put this in my body? Mm-hmm. Why is this right for me? And yeah, I, I was think- a little self righteous. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit of that going on. <laughs> yeah. It was I also mean, my... year old isn't. Oh exactly. So, right? Combine that with the teen years yes, of sure. and the, the post-divorce and the rebellion of, yes. of things and the, yeah, becoming an adult. Yeah, it's a Post-divorce, time. Were, were your parents... Did your parents get divorced? Yeah, my parents got divorced when I was 14. Oh, wow. mm. yeah. And then my mom moved to L.A., so went like shortly after so when my parents got divorced we um chose to live with my dad and stay in new hampshire okay and my mom moved off why did she move to la because she a bitch Ah! (laughs) (laughs) um she i mean that's kind of true but uh she moved (laughs) there because her sisters live there okay yeah so she has um three half-sisters that lived there. Um, she didn't think she could stay. I mean, we lived in small-town New Hampshire. Sure, yeah. You know, totally. and she just didn't think she could stay there yeah. and be, and, be and, and have a life yeah. post-divorce there. And what town in New Hampshire again? Derry? Bedford. Yeah, Bedford, yeah, okay. My family's mm-hmm. from Amherst. We've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is where my big... dad lives now. And, oh, really? Right, yeah. Shit, I forgot that. Small world. I know, it's, it, it's so beautiful. It's like mm-hmm. a Norman Rockwell painting. But yeah, like the single scene. It's also a Norman Rockwell painting. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I don't feel like it's not. There like, aren't a lot of swinging singles It's not in those the horniest. <laughs> yeah, it's not the horniest paintings. place I've ever been. Yeah. yeah. And she's, you know, she was hot and yeah. stylish. And, mm-hmm. and she's L.A. in many ways. And yeah. so I was, you know, as a person... 
I loved and supported that idea. But sure. as a child, yeah, you're like, of course, oh. it was traumatizing yeah. and, and difficult. And, you know, it was what it was. Is that a part of the reason why you went to L.A.? Did you go? Partly, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I had our all of our winter vacations, right? Like when you live in New England in the Northeast, yeah, sure. you go somewhere warm and if you can uh, during a school vacation. And so we would always go to LA mm-hmm. instead of Florida. I had never been to Florida. So we, uh, because of the family out there. So we would go there and I, so I spent a lot of time there and when she moved there, of course, spent a lot of time there and I knew I wanted to go to college there. Mm. So I only applied to four schools, mm. early yeah. admission, four schools. So I could have waited and applied to more after, but I did the early admission to yeah. four UCs and knew I would go for that. Mm. But it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was to live with her or mm-hmm. near her. Mm-hmm. It was just to live. I loved LA. I sure. loved California. I was like, I'm going to go to California. But once I've like, I knew by college I would be comfortable enough to do it. I yeah. still like, even though I could have moved with her uh, for my freshman year of high school, I was scared shitless. I'm like, <laughs> she had moved to Beverly Hills. Oh, I went shit. and visited that high school. This is a high school that, I mean, they, in 90210, that is the high school. It was this massive campus, beautiful people, Lamborghinis pulling up. I was just like, I, uh." (laughs) I'm from Bedford. Yeah, and I was a late bloomer. So I was like at 14, I felt like I was 10. (laughs) Especially, and then comparing myself to these people, I was just like, I cannot do this. Holy shit, I know, I can't even imagine. (laughs) <laughs> my Elvira went to my high school. Did she? <laughs> Claim to fame. I mean, we we're pretty big time. Too. Where did we you like go to high school? Colorado Springs, Colorado, oh, okay. baby. It's like nine hundred two. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. eight hundred nine hundred seven. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, did you? Okay, so back to the topic at hand. Back to um, so the issues that you had with your with your period and mm-hmm. with different things. Did those come up at any other? Like, did those come up with? when you gave birth to your son or your pregnancy or anything like that? Were there things that... Yeah. yeah. So from 25 on, I had... I mean, I got my period back, but it was never clockwork regular. Sometimes it didn't come every month. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So whatever, my, the, I had no regular cycle. Okay. So th- what, what was that like to see your period for the first time? Like I just- was so excited, super pumped. I remember exactly where I was. I was yes. at Barney's Beanery in West Hollywood, California. Um, Barney's Beanery is where the best mentees happen. Yes. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. And their lattes are great. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this, this place is a bar, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a bar. Yeah. It's, um, it's... It's a really fun spot. And yeah, I was at Barney's Beanery. I was with my friend Charlotte and I went in the bathroom and then like, I think she was in the bathroom with me and um, I just screamed. I was like, yeah. oh my God, Charlotte, oh my God. Like, I mean. Says no 25 year old ever. Exactly. <laughs> like all the other girls are probably just like, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with her? So, or maybe thought Talk I about. was pre- like, thought I had a oh, pregnancy right, scare. Right, right. Yes. That would be like the most likely thing at that time. But no, I just was so excited and of course had nothing on me sure. never carried anything because i just wasn't sure. i didn't have that life as a woman mm-hmm. of like you right. always carry something on you mm-hmm. and now it's like i have tampons and liners and stuff yeah. with me <laughs> at all times yeah. and um all the other girls in the bathroom are like, it's LA, bitch. All we have is cocaine with us. So, like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, <laughs> Don't have any tampons. Well, I'm going to have to run to the drugstore, so I guess that could be helpful. And then, 
Uh, so that, but then yeah, very irregular, but still it came. Yeah. And so I just kind of went with that, and it's not like I then was dedicated to Chinese medicine. I mean, I was in many respects, but I did not adhere to it mm -hmm. as far as going to okay. regular appointments yeah. and taking regular herbs. I've uh, not very disciplined when it comes to my own personal health care in that respect. So like I, 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 yeah. So I, um, when I, we decided we wanted to have a baby and it was very much a decision. Like yeah. we were, we made it, we were both just ready. We're like, let's do this. And, um, at that point, yeah, still irregular, but I knew I'm like, I just have to go and go get acupuncture. Mm. And so I, we were living in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at the time oh, yeah. and found an acupuncturist there who specialized in fertility and saw him a month and a half later. I was pregnant. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So it was really, it works really well for me. Yeah. For um, everyone, I think, as unique as we are as beings... We respond differently to different medicine. Sure. Respond totally. differently to different, you know, and, and for me it was also, I, I, the environment of us being fully ready was a big factor for me. Cool. Um, yeah, there was just so many factors, but yeah. um, the medicine was strong mm -hmm. and it worked for me and we, and us. And yeah, so we were super excited. That's so rad. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How, did, how did you guys approach that? discussion because i know that it's different for every partnership and did you want to be a mama as a young girl is it something you thought about yeah How'd that work for you i think i did want to be a mom but i wasn't one of those girls that was like i'm gonna name my girl this and my boy that and we're gonna do like i didn't have that type of forethought Sure. Except for when I did the, you know, when you did those like mash oh, totally. things oh, where you would. I loved that. <laughs> you yeah. remember we need those? We start doing that on the show. I know. That's actually, yeah, that is a fun. Was it with this thing, right? Yeah. With the flour? I don't was know. Mash, it wasn't I think with the you're flour. combining things. Because mash, I think, yeah, was, I did uh, that. was just write it out. Yeah. Exactly. And I did this with my fingers, but it was, that wasn't it. The yeah. look, look like a fortune cookie yeah, almost. Yeah. And you would fortune do the... Fortune cookie vagina kind of. Yes. Like, yeah, it was very... Fortune cookie vagina flower. There we thing. go. Yeah, yeah. George O'Keefe. Yeah. But yeah, it was... Mash was like you wrote it out. Yes. Oh my God, mine was always the same. It was always Missy Ibanez. What's up, girl? <laughs> and I can't remember the other parts of it. But yeah. You know where to find him. Yeah. Um, I w would do the, and then the, you know, when I would do things like that with my girlfriends, it would, thinking about my life as an adult would come up, but yeah. I did not have a fantasy life about my future mm. with a family. Right. Right. I thought about my career, I guess, as a, as like, as a girl, meaning a teenager, but sure. I don't remember ever having those like, <sighs> right. how I want my life to turn out. So interesting. Yeah, so I think having so kids, you what? Everybody's just so different on yeah. that, you know? And it's like, it's, I think I had, I just had kind of like visions, but they weren't like, it wasn't like, I need to have this. It was more kind of like, oh yeah, I'll probably have a couple kids and live in a house and ski and I never, I never had any idea what I was going to do for a living, still don't. And like, um, and then it's like, I'm like, I wanted to do all the things. I was like, well, because then I was like, maybe I'll have like a house with a picket, white picket fence and that sort of thing. I was like, or maybe I'll live in an apartment in New York City. Or maybe I'll live in like the Himalayas and be like, you know, mine was always changing. But I definitely had wedding stuff. I was bridezilla. Yeah. 
Yes, you were. So yeah. when the wedding came around, you had ready. all the ideas. Oh yeah, yeah. We had it was a combination, but I was the one who came to the table with like preformed ideas. I was like, nice. these are the things that I want. What do you want? <laughs> I've been saving this binder for fifteen yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Pinterest boards. They're oh, all yeah. ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That and so Mark and I were similar in this way that we both, I think, had the feeling that we want to have kids, but we don't know whether that was just because that's what you think you should do. Totally, yeah, Or yeah. it was, we didn't have it so much so that we knew yeah. that it was our own idea that we had. Mm. So it's like, is this a societal idea or our own idea? I don't know. So let's think about this. So we totally. did. We were together for five years before we had mm. Sam. Mm-hmm. So we just thought about it and talked about it a lot. And then, again, remember exactly where I was. We were in... Um, Switzerland and we were by um, we were in Zurich and we were by the river or, or a lake it was water, we were by, water in <laughs> by exactly I mean kind of remember yeah. where we were but um, and we were just walking along this path and we were winding down this va- vacation that we had and we just looked at each other and there were kids and families going around and, and this kid goes by on a little um one of those push bikes the oh, balance yeah. bikes yep, yep. and just like scoots on by and the parents are just like there with them and their other parents and families with blankets drinking wine and we were just like we looked at each other and we were like we want to have a let's have a kid yeah and we were both like yes let's do it and so we had had this epic That's european cute. vacation alone yeah. doing anything we wanted no you know no child that's determining our schedule nothing and and from that that's what we determined okay. that we wanted to share that with somebody else we wanted yeah. to uh have these experiences with our own child we wanted to share our knowledge and our love and and everything that's cool. yeah yeah i know we kind of we kind of came with, i mean i definitely I think pushed against having kids for a long time because it was because I was like, you know, I was always like, I'm not gonna ever get a nine to five. That's for suckers. And I'm never <laughs> like, and everybody wants you to have kids, but like maybe I'll have a kid. I don't know. I want to be rock and roll. And I've never made any other like rock and roll decisions. But I was always kind of like, nah, that's what like you know boring people do. I'm gonna wait and I'll have you know. And then it was like, oh right, actually like yeah, the nine to five job like that was actually like you can have cool ones of those mm-hmm. and like kids are awesome Mm -hmm. and then i think yeah we've talked about it before but i saw a little kid uh, a dad with a little girl and he was teaching her how to ski Mm. and i was like so i'm just not gonna do that yeah and i think and then we had a nephew i don't know it was a confluence of factors for us but yeah there was a moment where we were like yeah dude this is just something that we want to share yeah and i think it's it's the same thing for us right it's just having watching these european parents it because i know what you're talking about Mm. as far as the i don't want to have a conventional american family life Mm -hmm. necessarily what what is so status quo and what's suburban and what's the like we don't want that either right but we were watching these uh, this other way of family life and this uh, this other way of parenting even though it's not like we studied it for two weeks but we were observing it we were in it and i think we probably were even watching it throughout the two weeks we were there and it was rubbing off right and we were just like we don't have to do it conventionally. We don't right. have to. It's all on your own terms. Exactly. Yeah. And kids are rad. They're yeah. such <laughs> incredible. I mean, he saved my life in the the having him, um, in in having the responsibility of having him, mm. and having the all the joy that comes with having a child. Um, all of it. The responsibility. Like we used to say that. 
having a child is like the all of the emotions at 11. Yeah. Like you're just like, everything is yeah. at its fucking extreme. Sure. It's, it's so much harder than you think it's going to be. Yeah. It's so much more joyful than you ever thought it could be. Yeah. It's all of the extreme. It's so extreme. And yeah, it's, I amazing. Dig that. it's amazing. Yeah. It's fun to see the way that you guys parent too. It really is. Yeah. I, how, how do you mom? Like what's your... Because, you know, I, I have so many mamas in my life and I just observe them. And your the way that you mom seems unique to me. And oh, really? I don't know what that's true. it is yeah. exactly. But I'm just wondering if you feel like you, you mom in a particular way or you... You're unique in that way. Yeah. Just... I don't know. You guys might be, be able to answer this better comparing it yeah. to other moms because I feel like I'm, I am I don't know what's unique about the way I mom. Um, Sam's a really unique kid too. I mean, he's like he a is. very smart yeah. kid. He and he's very, I don't know, he feels like very emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. And so he it's is. like yeah. you guys kind of parent like, I don't know, it's this combination of kind of like free range parent like you kind of let him do his own things and kind of figure out his own things and coax him along through you know kind of teaching moments Mm -hmm. but it's a very respect like you guys treat him like like a a good way of treating him like an equal Mm -hmm. like not like you're my you're my best friend but you're also my kid it's it's like you are my child but also like i respect your opinion i value the decisions we all make together Mm mm-hmm I don't know. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, well, I mean, some of the resources that I used or that I relied on were, you know, so the the Sears baby book and, you know, the oh, Sears yeah. family, yeah, like yeah. The, the knowledge yeah. from that. Um, and then once we had him and we were actually parenting and not just like thinking about, you know, having a baby, we, uh, oh, and sorry, going back to the baby book for a sec, the Sears stuff is, you know, even though it's talking about, um, health things mm. as it relates yeah, to yeah. it also talks about emotional health mm-hmm. and, and how you um, it's, it's so it touches on respectful parenting without yeah. maybe necessarily saying that but their big thing is attachment parenting okay. so we very much followed the attachment parenting model um, it just felt right for us we're just like yes okay. I mean, he's gonna sleep in the bed with me like yeah. that absolutely I'm gonna nurse and I'm just gonna turn over and go boop and that's gonna be <laughs> the way it is and um, I'm going to wear him and on carry him around cool. on my body. And that, so we did that. Um, we, when we, a, a parenting resource that I really, that both of us really dug was, uh, Janet Lansbury. She, um, have you ever heard of her? She's, um, Angela Lansbury's sister. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's any Where relation. She, she lives in LA, but I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's any relation, but no, anyway, no. she's, I don't think they could be sisters. They're too far in age from each other. Whatever. But she, freak. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she studied under this woman named Magda Gerber, mm. and it was Magda's own style of parenting too, which is exactly what you just described. It is allowing kids to have freedom, yeah. but within a certain confined space or in in a certain confined set of norms right so like an infant there's certain things that infants need in order to be safe and to also feel safe but then within that safety zone you just let them be and then that zone just keeps getting bigger and wider yeah and benevolent neglect yeah (laughs) my grandmother used to say that was her parenting style benevolent neglect oh i love it it's like i love them but i i just 
just fuck off. Yeah. And do your thing. I will help you. I will train you. I will like, you know, yeah. protect you. But learn. And you're do there your observing yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot cool. of just observation, not doing things for them. So like one example could be that like if a kid can't get up onto something, you mm. don't put their body up on it. Oh yeah, sure. Right? So like the kid can't climb up and they're like, uh, like want to climb up this jungle gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't pick them up and put them up there yeah. and then just you let them figure out and work within their space, cool. their zone of genius and comfort sure, and sure. whatever. And then once they can get up there, then they've done that. Mm-hmm. And once they are ready to try it, you're there. Yeah. But you don't like move them in space and you don't you know yes you're carrying them and keeping them safe but you're not so that's just one example you just cruelly taunt them too (laughs) right you're like oh you want that you You want that I I can go up all the stairs I want I kind of felt like I was cruelly taunting Sam when he was learning to crawl because that when he was learning to crawl he would get so frustrated but like we would I'd have put something (laughs) over out of his reach oh yeah Yeah, cool and he would just like you know, try to get it. And he was like grunting and then, you know, he'd get upset and I'm like, you got it. You know, like encourage him and, the, yeah. and just see if he could get, so it did feel like, yeah, yeah. God, I was just like, ah, it's just, just out of your something reach. Something delicious over there and then you're <laughs> yeah. just like, if you don't make it here in time, you just slowly eat it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's going to be mine. Yeah. You can't crawl. It's, it's similar to what we were talking about earlier in the <laughs> sort of Chinese medical space like you have this framework, but every person is going to come to it differently and their medicine's all going to look different. And so there isn't like one roadmap for every kid, right? right? It's like, here's what you need to be safe. And then I'm providing you with opportunities for yes. growth, right? And then you're going to do with that or your body's going to do with that what you will. So mm-hmm. that's so brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh-huh. I mean, child-led in some mm-hmm. ways, but mm-hmm. not child-controlled. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's you're a really still... good way to say it. And a good point of differentiation because yes. I feel like there's a lot yeah. of parenting that goes on in our generation that's like child-led and controlled. Yes. And it's <laughs> right. like you watch the parent being led around and you're like, oh man, that kid's just going to eat your lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't... I, I mean... I can't speak for the mind of a child per se, but just from what experts say and what I've observed as a parent, it's like they don't prosper in uh, in that type of place where Mm. they are the ones calling all the shots and making decisions. They need guidance. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Sure, they they need need the guidance. It's like a you know, know, they need someone to yeah to give them the the framework and the Mm -hmm. guardrails. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Even when it comes to discipline, to some degree, and and we've never we've always followed you know what's considered more positive discipline and yeah. never disciplined in what we maybe grew up in right? yeah. <laughs> um we were all yeah chained to the radiator down the yeah sure. just whack 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 okay um, what, what time is it let me just check in 425 okay oh yeah um will you tell us something um Something really cool, like projects that you're working on. We heard a lot about hashtag mom life, of which you are an awesome one. Um, but tell us some stuff that you're working on in the business realm, because you guys, Carissa is like mom of all times and then also business owner of all times. So, um, well, I'll say that when you know you asked me earlier, like how how do I mom and and so part of the momming for me mm-hmm. needs is also that I'm working. Mm-hmm. Not that I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine myself as a stay at home parent. Yeah. And full-time mom at home, 
I could see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. However, I've always been sort of driven mm-hmm. on entrepreneurially mm-hmm. and yeah. with what I want to create in the world from a professional sense that I don't know if I truly would be happy and balanced yeah. if I were to take that role. But my husband, on the other hand, is he loves that and he's a domestic god and <laughs> um we've had his dinners they're freaking yeah. <laughs> and he you know and he's he's such an incredible dad mm. and knows yeah. how to play so well mm. and so and and also guide and all of those things and um, we homeschool Sam mm. as you guys know so he also takes care of that guidance mm. and and everything so he's amazing and without that balance of our roles I don't know if I would be the best mom right. to be honest because mm-hmm. I'm now I'm allowed to do the things that really fulfill me too mm-hmm. and also be a mom as well yes. so it's yeah that's cool super important to no, be huge. to fulfill oneself right it's the whole thing about the, the oxygen mask like you put the, your own on first yeah, yeah and then you help out the yeah. kids and the elderly and the infirm right it's like <laughs> you have to and so um I was going to RuPaul it there. If you can't love yourself, how the hell yeah. are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's, it's so true. So that's a huge part of my success as a mom is because I've got an amazing partner yeah, cool. and we've got a great setup and um, and I've had the freedom and, and the privilege to pursue my own profession and my own career. And, and I mean, it's, as you all know, it is hard to work for yourself and to mm. generate your business and to gener- and, and to create it all. I mean, totally. it's not easy. Right. However, the freedom and the excitement that comes from it mm. outweighs the, the, the hardship of yeah. it. So I love it. I love working on my own. Um, so I created a course to help people be, free their voice and to become powerful public speakers. I really geared it to to women. It's not that I specifically speak to women throughout the online course, but that's who I really want to benefit from this. Uh, Women, uh, women entrepreneurs and executives and professionals who can benefit their work in their career, but really ultimately their life yeah. by freeing their voice and leveraging it and using it to uh, within their business. Cool. So I have an online course. The, the, the program actually is an online course that's self-paced. You do it at your own leisure, mm. but then it comes with a one-on-one coaching session with me. Then I offer additional one-on-one coaching. And that's actually my goal and my my focus for 2020 is to really build out my speaker training and coaching side of the business. Awesome. And I've, I've been a professional speaker and I love it and I'll continue to do that too. Yeah. But I really want to focus in 2020 on helping others that's do great. the same thing. That's great. So where yeah. can people find those resources? Yes. On my website. Which is? CarissaStLaurent.com. We'll put it in our show notes, you guys. But, yes, we will. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah. uh, you ready for the final five? Ooh, yes. Yeah. I didn't know. Okay. It sounds like a fucking sporting event or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And none of us are you ready, sporty. You ready to get thrown through the basket again? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. I know. Let's it's do it. That's exactly what I was picturing. I know, like right? Tucking up like in a little... Yeah, it sounds awesome. Okay, so we have five quick questions. Um, first question. And the first question is kind of the boring one. Okay. I don't know. I mean, don't. No, no, okay. What was your last? Because oftentimes when we talk to people here, um, they've they've been talking about potentially maybe negative experiences with practitioners, things like that. Um. What was your last positive interaction with a health practitioner or a doctor? Mm 
Last positive one yeah. was... Um, well, I'm actually seeing a therapist oh, again. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I spent years doing therapy, healing work, mm. lots of non-traditional therapy, like mm. not talk therapy, just other, you know, singing bowls and whatever, awesome. like all sorts of other sure. ways of healing. Spent many years doing that. I got to a place where I felt like I'm healed. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I did it. It's right? all good. I won and therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and I met Mark. Yeah. And we, we launched into our love affair and the mm. whole thing. And, and it's just, I and then neglected this whole aspect of myself. Yeah. And um, it was actually Mark's urging because mm. he's like, you need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this He's is like, great. Um, You're fucked. You <laughs> need to go talk to somebody. And um, so, that's uh, awesome. you know, it's your partners, of Dude. course, that see all the worst sure. elements yes, of you, of experience all yeah. the shit. Yeah. So he gets the brunt of my, um, all my shit and my trauma. So, uh, so anyway, I started seeing a therapist again cool. over the last couple months. And it's been amazing. It's yeah. been yes. wonderful. Just, just talking it out yeah and really yeah really uh really positive she's yeah. very nurturing that's good it's i know I, I started doing that this year for the first time in my life actually because i grew up with a dad who was a psychologist yeah. and so i was like i fucking know all this stuff like i'm good i've got like life figured and then like 2019 hit and i was like ah oh Ouch. there's some cracks in my armor and maybe i'm not even wearing armor i'm just naked mm-hmm. like so i need to go see someone and it's been great oh i love that yeah, i'm awesome. so glad i know Neutral third party to talk to, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I like that you made a little list. Here I always forget for what us. They You're are. so smart. You know, your uh, favorite '90s makeout song. Oh my god! I mean, it's got to be uh, Chris Isaac. Oh, wow. Whoa! Right? Wow, that's um, sexy. Wicked the slow one. Yes. Um, uh. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even think of the title. Wicked, yeah. wicked game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the title? Games you play. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, never... and then Helena Christensen in the video, yes. and they're on the Those beach, black and, white, yeah. and it's black and white, and they're just like, oh, yeah. oh my god, that's sex I know, incarnate. That is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel yeah. like that's less of a makeout song for me than a masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's my self-makeout song. Well, I think that's how I made out for a long time. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Again, if you can't love yourself. So, who can you love? That's awesome. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Favorite swear word? <gasps> Fuck. Yeah. Classic. So yeah. Good. Tried and true. I know. Like a warm apple it just, pie. I mean, it's it's so <laughs> universal. Yeah. It's so it falls much. off the tongue. It yeah, it does. And it's got all it's the magic. elements to it. It's just like it really drives, and the K really drives it home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 It sounds like a friendly word at the beginning, and then it just hits yeah. your mouth. Right. Okay. And then you can you can extend it far. Yes. Or, yeah. So, so I mean, there's right. so many it's ways great. of saying it. Yeah. So right. Um, oh. How about your favorite eat your feeling snack? So like, if you're down in the dumps, where are you going? What are you eating? French fries. Yes. Yep. Mm. Classic. Have you mm. had Burgerville's rosemary french fries? Yes. Jesus Christ. What? Oh. Have you had, <laughs> okay, shut up. Have yeah. you had Lardo's french fries? Oh, yeah. Okay, the dirty, with the fried with the Parmesan and, and yeah. Or, right? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Those are really good. They are. They're yeah. amazing. You know, uh, the fries that I love, they actually don't have any extra zhuzhi bits yeah. on them the olympia provisions oh yeah fries I, I i've heard about fries. them but i haven't had them 
They're at the at OP Worst. So I don't know oh. if at at Olympia Provisions if they actually even Worst, make fries, yeah. but the OP yeah, yeah. Worst. No, I have definitely have another sub brand of their sure. business their their restaurants. Um, so you get a sausage with their fries with the garlic aioli. Mm. <sighs> I can yeah. walk over there right now. I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're salivating over okay. here. All right. Last but not least, 2020. Mm. Who's your ticket? Ooh, yeah. What's your What's our future look like? Who's your candidate? Yeah, who's your candidate? Ooh. And you can oh go my... top and bottom of ticket, or you can just name who God, you want to be. God, this is hardcore. It is. And you, you, say, <laughs> you can say Trump if you want. <laughs> we'll just never speak again. Yeah, yeah we would just not be friends yeah. at all. Um, you know, I, I think that Bernie is going to be, I mean, I, I support the Democratic ticket for yeah. sure. And I think then that Bernie is going to be the best candidate to stand against Trump. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So VP? Not necessarily. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Solid. I yeah. think that would be a, a fantastic combination. Okay. I mean, I like some of the other people for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But I also... Everybody's good. Yeah. I mean, then they all have... I mean, everyone is better than Trump. Right. Right? I mean, then that's not hard. You watched me pick up Bobby's poop on the jaw walk earlier. Yeah. I'd rather have that sack of shit (laughs) for president than our orange asshole. What do you think? Yeah. Bag of poop? (laughs) And just nothing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The sitting there stinking is a better thing than than what Trump is doing. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Bernie. Marissa, yeah, you are a magic maker. Oh, love you, you guys. It was just so fun to chat with you and like. I learned some stuff. I learned some shit. Yeah, you dropped knowledge. It was, it was awesome. This was amazing. Yeah, was love really you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, my yeah. pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys. Uh, tune in next week for another wonderful episode of Mikey and Rin Stay In, and uh, do all the things. Oh yeah, do all the things. What are the things? Follow us on Instagram, Mikey and Rin Stay In. Twitter, at Mikey and Rin. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot us an email because we really like hearing from you. It's super fun. Yeah, we've gotten some good ones lately. It's, so it's let's eat at Mikey and Rin Stay In dot com. Yes, we love you. So for tonight, I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight, oh, we're gonna stay in. Chris Isaac giving me a boner. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I love that you chose Chris Isaacs giving you the boner, not Helena Christensen. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that- and oh, anything that you don't want to talk about that you don't no. want, like anything off. No. Okay. Wow. Great. Open book. Welcome to Mike Eater and Stay In. How many times have you had anal sex (laughs) in the game? Today? Yeah. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Hit it home.